Hey everybody, it's Robert Young with Beyond Grit. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week. Fall is in the air, man. I love fall. It's one of my favorite times of year. Um, if you hear the birds in the background, I am recording from a remote location, um, hanging out, and um, the sun is out. It's a beautiful day. Um, I hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week thus far. Um, fall reminds me I lived in Michigan and in Michigan we had cider mills and a cider mill is a place where you can go get fresh apple cider and they made fresh donuts there and they were my favorite thing to do growing up as a kid and also being able to take uh, my kids there to the cider mill and um, if you're from the north you'll understand what I'm talking about there's nothing better than getting a sugar and cinnamon donut fresh out of the delicious oil and right into your mouth it is amazing um, but uh, I love fall and that's one good thing about living here in North Carolina is I can enjoy fall for a much longer period of time before the cold weather comes in and we settle into our perceived winter here. Um, but uh, yeah, this is my favorite and I think it's my family's favorite time of the year. I love it. Um, today's guest is Tammy Fletcher, and Tammy has quite a story. You know, success is not always just measured on what size house you have, what your income is. Success is measured on how many times you get knocked down and pick yourself up and keep moving forward and striving for a better life. And Tammy's life growing up... It, it's amazing when you guys listen to where she grew up and she grew up all through high school um, from a young age through high school in a cabin, no running water, no electricity. Um, and, you know, at that time of your life, you don't even know any different and you just kind of move forward. And that's that's the norm. Um, but she got out of there you know, did things throughout her life. Um, and, you know, life sometimes forces you to become something you've always wanted to be, but you've rested on the comforts of your secure job. And a lot of times people don't want to leave that security to venture off on in the unknown. And sometimes the unknown or always the unknown really is is scary for most people because you just don't know what's going to happen. Are you going to be successful? Are you going to fail? Are you going to fail a bunch of times before you're successful? You just don't know. Um, but, you know, she was knocked down so many times, picked herself up, brushed herself off and moved forward. Um, it was a great interview um, with her. We had a really good time sitting and chatting. And you know what? Some people may be in her situation and what she's gone through. And I hope that this might be a little bit of inspiration for anybody out there who's dealing with this or has struggled through different points and times in their life and wanted to just throw in the towel. But uh, don't do it. Sit back. Listen to um, the, the conversation I had with Tammy. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. So take care.
Hey, Tammy, how are you? I'm great. Good, good. How's your day? Uh, it's It's been busy. I know. Yeah. I know. It's been, what have you been doing? Why is it busy? Well, when you work for yourself, you just never really stop working, so. It's true. It's true. Yeah. How long have you, so you have a, a business over in York, right? Yes. What's your business? I have a um, a boutique. It's a fashion boutique, um, and I've been there since I think my grand opening was February sixth of this year. Okay. So it's really new. Um, it's taking off. It's pretty amazing. I'm I'm shocked myself. So yeah. I'm really excited about it too. So I love working and. Uh, is this the first time owning your own business? Yes, mm. yes. Now I I have in the past. I have um, actually done things for for people like on the side because I like to make things pretty. So I've, I decorate people's Christmas trees and and do any kind of little special projects that they need, like um, events and things like that. So uh -huh. that's just always been my. Um, a little side gig. That's your little gig. Yeah, That's yeah. your hustle, it, it, as they call yeah, it today. Yeah, That's I your enjoy hustle. it. So good. Now, you were decorating people's Christmas trees and stuff like that. Is that kind of where it started, or? Uh, it is actually, okay. yeah, because I lost my job with um, COVID. Um, back in, in July of 2020 and wasn't really sure what I was going to do. So we had a. Um, there was a um, a vendor fair at one of the little local bars that um, I one of my friends is a regular at, and uh -huh. she told me about it. So I just made a bunch of Christmas um, stuff and and sold there. And then another friend told me about this um, Christmas show that was in York, and so I did that, and I really felt really good about the place. So they told me that they were doing a permanent, um, you know, turning it into a vendor mall, and if I wanted to sign a contract. I signed a contract that weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. But you took a lot of your funds. Like, like you had a handful of money and said, either I can sit here and, and do nothing or I'm going to take this and invest it in me. Exactly. Yes. I ha actually literally had nothing to begin with. Um, but I was in retail business in my job for 20 years. So I had the employee stock exchange uh, uh, program. So... I had lost like $40,000 with COVID and I didn't want to take that money out. Mm -hmm. I was scared to take that money out because I knew the company would grow that back. And it was such a huge decision. I was like, I can either take that loss, take this money and survive on it. Or, you know, I don't know how else I was going to survive. So I, I cashed it out. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, a, a good friend of mine said that, you know, fear is one of the things that holds people back from even making that first step. And I, you know, I applaud you because I'm very conservative and I, I hold on to it and uh, for you to take that. But but what was your choice? Right. right? The, the fear of not being able to. It, knowing where where what I was going to do right. the next month was going to be yeah. it was worse. So what did you do in your job? Um I was a graphic designer for visual merchandising and um I worked in a corporate retail fashion retail and we had three brands and um I I had been there 20 years so I had a, a, my foot in the door kind of yeah. Like with every department I knew what they needed and so it really gave me a leg up 
to start my own business actually because yeah. I kind of knew the, all the aspects. So and so far, your business is going quite well. Amazing. Yes, I'm so pleased. I'm, I'm, I owe that a lot to the customers. I mean, they are so loyal. I think that customers really like to shop local. Mm-hmm. I think that also when you, I mean, if you don't want a storage building on every corner, <laughs> you're going to need to shop local. So, you know, that people keep their jobs and yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot of hustle down there. There's a lot of, it's all just a vendor mall and everyone actually, um, puts a lot of effort into their own little stores. Okay. There. So, well, that's, that's a great concept and to give multiple people the opportunity to start their own business without having to rent a storefront by themselves. Right. Correct. Yes. And you're, uh, the landlord over there helped you put up walls and do, you know, all kinds of stuff for you. He did. He really did. He knows that I don't really have anyone else. And, and him and I, we we're like brother or sister. We either go at it or we get along great. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's great. So you grew up, you're, uh, always lived in North Carolina, correct? Correct. Well, I live in South Carolina now, but yes. yes, Okay. You grew up here in North Carolina. Tell me about where you grew up because this is fascinating. Yeah. So um, I grew up in a little town outside of Asheville um, called Candler, Inca Candler. If you go even further back, it's little South Hominy. And um, I actually lived in a um, part of my life was growing up in a log cabin that my dad built. It didn't have um, plumbing or electricity, very much a, a Dolly Parton kind of uh-huh. Uh, lifestyle um yeah so we had to actually hike it back in to to get there because there wasn't a road and uh sometimes my dad would take the four wheel drive over the mountain make a road it scared me to death but most of the part we had to uh hike the trussle to get back into uh back back, back in there yes oh. <laughs> so it was scary I was so who little. was it you and your dad or it was me you... my dad and my brother yes okay yes so my parents split when i was really young and um you know and then with my mom there was that whole other side of you know she had to hustle and work two jobs and we didn't have a lot of the time we didn't have power so we learned a lot to to live with oil lamps and you know i can remember them having a big um like a restaurant sink in the backyard and we would build a fire under it and um that's how we would heat our bath water <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it really sounds scary actually yeah <laughs> but but yeah. you didn't know any different I'm no sure. no and then in high school um when my mom got remarried and we built a house in high school you know that's the time that you really you know you're getting into boys and I was the girl who lived in a tent so uh yeah, for six months I, I lived in a tent. Wow. <laughs> so growing up, it wasn't just a small little period in your life. It was Oh yeah. It was a major growing <laughs> up period. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, I still think I'm in that period sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things you learn though. I oh, mean absolutely. That's probably why you can do, you know. That's why, you know, we talked about how many times your start overs and that, you know, that little grit of living in a cabin and walking there, no electricity. I mean, 
You don't hear about that. You don't. And and I think that it has left me. I am such a, my soul is happy. Mm-hmm. And I have such a gratitude for things. Like I, um, I'm just so thankful for what I do have that I don't need anything to kind of show myself off. Or mm-hmm. I just, and that's really with my business. I like that drive that I have because I just want to be one of you. Like uh-huh. if you're shopping me, that you and people have told me, you know, you're just, I have a good energy. And it's because I feel I'm, I'm just as a hard worker as you are. Right. And I really appreciate them spending their money in my store and they will look for something to buy. It's pretty amazing. But That's great. Yeah. So, so what was your, so, you know, where'd you go from the cabin? What was your next step? Um, so, from the cabin, let's see, um, I met my my um, former husband in, well, in Waynesville up there. And uh, we actually, him and I lived in that cabin for a little bit. And then we moved to Charlotte. And I, was, I started going to school for some graphic design and um, started a family. And at that point, I, I catch on really quickly mm-hmm. on the computer stuff. So I work for a little printing company as a receptionist. And that took me um, into their art department needed someone to help. So they kind of had me come over and, and work a little bit there. And then they were like, oh, she's good. Let's hire a new receptionist. And we'll keep her in the art department. And so that grew. And then um, I went, I was there for two years, I guess. And then... I got recruited into a promotional advertising agency, and that was a Disney job. That was that was pretty amazing. Uh-huh. So, um, it, it's just all. It just seems like my my way has been paved the whole way. Like people just open the doors and just want to help you. So, mm-hmm. I don't have a college degree. Mm-hmm. I don't have. Um, I just have a lot of grit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can figure things out. And I think that my background of the way that I grew up is, is very, made me very logical and, and know how things work and, and see and can catch on quickly. But yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two. Okay. I mean, were, were they young when you were working? Uh, yes. So my, um, it, they, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So that was within a, a story within its own self, you know. Yeah. And then I became a single mom very early too. So that was my first big restart in life. Okay. Uh, now, how did you do it as a as going with kids and working, and as a single mom? Because I really don't want to skip over that, and I think that's a, important for people because there's a lot of people that struggle with that. Right. Right. Yeah. So it was scary. It was very scary. My whole entire family, of course. We're not rich, uh-huh. so we I, I can't lean on them, and they're in Asheville area, and um, I'm the only one down here, and I've got kids now. So um, I landed, well, my job ended. They ended up, my art department job um, ended, so they here I was single without a job, not really knowing what to do or where to go, so um I worked a little bit of freelance, and then I landed my job um, with this fashion retail company, and that was in the year 2000. Um, had my my second child in 2001 because I tried to work. Th- we tried to work things out, and okay. then it just kind of fell apart again. Um, 
in 2006 is when I was divorced and I started bartending. So I bartended um, Tuesday and Thursday nights and every other weekend when I didn't have my kids. And I really, really <sighs> aged me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I told you, you know, you're at the bar until four o'clock in the morning cleaning up. And then you're up at six o'clock getting the kids ready to go to school and just to do it all over again. So it was two years of yeah, a lot of hustle. So. Do you ever look back at that time and you're like, how did I get through it? I do. I do. Because, you know, I mean, I was also newly single, too. So I'm like trying to find myself again. And so that phase in my life, I like to not look at, but it really helped me where I am now because right. I'm, you know, I'm, I have that understanding of why people go down the paths that they do. So I, I'm very compassionate towards people and I can understand where they're coming from. So um, yeah, yeah it, it was, it was interesting. Well, you know, that's <laughs> the whole concept and you, and I, you came on and you were talking to me and you're like, I don't know if I'm as successful as your, you know, <laughs> you want me to be on your show. But you know, the real thing about this is it's, it's that beyond the, the grit, like you've got the grit to keep going and you're going and you're, you're going to bartend your, but what, what's past that you know you've got now you got kids that you're raising now you're a single mom i mean there's so many things in somebody's life you know and those are important you know that that drive to get you out of that so you've got that and then you started this other job or career it was a career yeah, it was yes. 20 years yes. <laughs> and you were doing all this um because we lay so heavily on college you know, degrees. And if you don't have a college degree, you're, you're not going to be able to do anything. And, you know, I, I really don't believe that, but what I, cause I don't have one, you know, mm -hmm. but what I believe is with, without that, you need to have a plan, you know, of what you're going to do and how you're going to move through life. Right. Mm -hmm. And your plan changed a lot of times <laughs> it did. and you figured it out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. now, how did you land in this career that you had? So, um, yeah, so I, I had gone to an interview, of course, you know, back then we used to check the, the newspaper. <laughs> so I went to this interview and I got called back for a second interview. And um, the things that I, I came from like a Disney job, it felt so good to work for promotional advertising because we got to do fun things. And when I interviewed, they showed me like all these manuals that they wanted to do. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that is not what I want to do. But I knew I needed to take a job. Mm -hmm. And um, so at that point, I went to my second interview. I was like, well, I'll just be really um, cocky. <laughs> and so and my boss had even said, you know, like, you got a lot more confidence this time. And I'm like, well, if you want me, you want me. If you don't, you don't. And so by the time I got home, they had called me and said, we'd like to offer you the job. So then it was like, well, do I, oh, gosh, yeah. it's all I had to do. And yeah. then um, I got in there and I realized that what was being done was just limited to what needed to be done. And so I actually helped grow that department. And um, it was 
20 years of, of just a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and like late, late nights, um, they would work with me with my children and, uh, you know, whatever I needed to do. But I, I really put my heart and soul into that. And uh-huh. it created, it partly created my identity, you know. Um, I felt like I was successful, and I was successful. Um, so, you know, as a single mom who would... Um, <laughs> pull up to daycare to drop my kid off and they had to come out and get her because I had to keep my foot on the gas in my car. It wouldn't stall. stall. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was, I, I was pretty, pretty happy with myself that I could, I could support my kids and support myself. And, you know, I could get my kids into these programs like, you know, travel soccer is very expensive, mm-hmm. but I always I didn't want my kids to miss out, so I put a lot into uh, into yeah. building my career. Yeah, for them to yeah. help them. Yeah, so and for myself. You know. Right. Did you ever do it to where people didn't believe that you could do it, and you were like, because when you created your identity and this was what I did, and you know, and I succeeded, or was it that you succeeded for you? Um. One of the biggest compliments I've ever received is um, someone told me or told someone else that, yeah, Tammy can do it. She does. She know like she doesn't know that she can't do it. And so that has stuck with me. Uh And it's like, I can't I can whatever. I can do anything. I changed out a clutch cable in my car because I watch YouTube. I'm just like, you figure it out. Yeah. So um, that was. I think that I don't know that I've ever done it for me. Um, I did want to at one point start my own business, but you know, that's all a scary thing. And this is security is big with me. Like I love to feel secure and in my job, I felt secure and um, I had had created that security for myself. Uh So that was. Well, going through, you know, you know, living in a cabin. To, you know, having kids and, and divorced and, you know, raising kids on working a couple jobs when you finally land one that's secure. Yeah. It's, you know, it there's, nice. a, there's yeah. a sense of calm, you know, yeah. and you're going to go and do your thing. And when they when they eliminated your position, was it was it a shock to you or did you see it coming? I did not see it coming. No, it, it blindsided me. It it crushed me. It crushes me to this day. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll still cry about it, um, just because I, I felt that I was more than that. <laughs> and so it was. Uh, but I understand the path. Um, that it, it, it. I'm not big on change. So if I get in something, then I like to stay in that in that place so you know it, yeah. it literally life had to dump me out to, to, to get go. me to change yeah so uh but backing up just a little bit because we um the second flip in my life yeah. actually was yeah. my uh, my daughter and that came seven years after my divorce so um she she got really sick and um so that totally created um an, a life experience of just um, when you're on FMLA, you know, you don't get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. So I'm still a single mom. I only have my one job that has the security. Well, I've got the security that that job's not going to, will still be there. 
but how do you pay for these doctor visits and things like that? And so it literally, that's where um, the moment in my life that I became very humble and I had to ask for help Mm. and that was hard. And so, you know, I went to the food bank to feed my children. That was, it was hard. Yeah. And you were working at this other job, right? Um, well, I just had my one job then because okay. I had, had been there long enough to where my pay scale was better and my um, ex-husband had gotten himself back up on his feet and was able to help out. So, you know, life was doing good. And then she just, we about lost her. So that was pretty scary in itself. And uh so and no benefits or anything like that? Oh, well, the benefits don't help you as far as, I mean, we had insurance mm-hmm. that would pay for things, but you still have your copay and you still don't get a paycheck. Yeah. So that FMLA uh, three months, yes, see what I'm yes, saying? No, yes. <laughs> so you had to take time off your work. You weren't going to lose your job, but you had to take care of your daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The family medical leave. Yep. Yeah, so that's if if ever I get um, so successful in life, I think that that would be the kind of charity that I would want to start up, is for those families that the single parents who have to be there with their children, mm-hmm. and they don't know where to turn because that was scary. That was very scary for me. Well, you had. I mean, it took a while to figure out what was going on with your daughter too. It did. It did. Yeah, that was crazy in itself. So. Did they just think, well, no, she's young, you know, it's just a headache, you know? She is a little light. She just lights up her room when she comes in, and she's so, and she's a, not a people pleaser, but she's just a joy. So if she sees you, she gets excited, and I'm a little bit that same way. I'm so excited. You wouldn't know I was sick. Uh-huh. And that was her. Um, doctors were like, she's fine. And it was like, no, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we went back and forth. And, uh, you know, I, I think I told you we had yeah. not got evicted from the hospital, but they asked us to leave. And I'm like, yeah, there's something wrong with her. Yeah. <laughs> So it turned out to be a um, two. She had two empyemas, and one was so big it had shifted her brain over. So she's a literally a miracle. Uh, Her her neurologist said that she had um, she was lucky to be alive. She shouldn't be alive, much less walking around like she was doing. Yeah. So, but that's just her grit and her her drive. And you know, is it born? Is it in you when you're born? Absolutely. Yeah. It really is. I mean, you can't. You can't really um, teach it. You can grow it, you know, um, but your grit is your grit, you know. And they, I was reading online about, you know, this woman, she had a grit scale and you're going through <laughs> and you're looking at it and and it humbles you because you're like, sometimes you feel like I could do anything. And then you go on this grit scale and you're like, oh, well, I'm just a four on that one. <laughs> and I'm pretty good on that one. And, and then you get, you see some people, they're just off the chart. Right. right? And yeah, it's just amazing. They, they can get knocked down and beat up or, you know, or become very successful in what they do. Right. Um, no, it's it's good. It's good. Well, I'm glad that you know everything worked out with your daughter. How pe- how were people to you when you were when you finally had to go and ask for help? Um, they they're very 
helpful. I mean, you know, there was only so much that they can do. And mm-hmm. there's only so much you can ask for someone. And it's hard to even ask. Um, I It was more along the lines of, like, I needed to feed my family. And then a friend would drop off food at my door. And so those are the miracles that just, you know, I realized I, I got to let God, he's got this. I'm not, we're not, we're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and it, my entire life has been that way. Like, yeah. He's never let me down. He's, he's let me get a little bit like. <laughs> challenged you. Oh, right. It's challenged Challenge you. my faith. Yep. But, yeah. <laughs> so. That's I'm, good. It's amazing how, you know, how nice people are. It really is. You know, when it comes down to, you know, the hard times and when they really need to shine, Mm -hmm. how people shine. Yeah. I had a a childhood friend had um, sent me like a thousand dollars and I haven't seen her in forever. And she's just like, I know you need this. And I went out with this guy one time and he literally sent me a check for a thousand dollars because he saw that I was going through this. And uh-huh. like, there was just moments like that, that was just so wow, you know? And they, um, I, I can't even begin to express my gratitude for, for things like that because they helped me pay for those doctor bills that had to be paid, you know? And you have to pay for your insurance when you're on FMLA. So there's that that had to be paid and kept up to date. So there was just a lot. It was a lot of money going out, even though um, she had already maxed out. So there was nothing really out of pocket other than a copay. Yeah. But there was it was still a lot of money to to have to to come up with. And that was three months of. Well, you're still paying bills. You're still putting gas in the car. You're still feeding yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. So yeah. I'm very thankful for uh, Fort Mill Care Center, actually. Uh-huh. Um, well, they they didn't know how to help me because my, my pay scale was too above <laughs> from my taxes, was too above yeah. for assistance. But they, they literally figured something they out. They figured it out. Yeah. So That's it was good. pretty amazing. So you got let go. And they, they eliminated your position. And um, how long did it take you to, like, take your breath and decide, well, this is what I'm going to do now? Okay, so, uh, yeah, fast forward to 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was getting my job back. We all went on furlough. Okay. Uh, 2020 was my year to travel. I just got back from Israel. Um you know, right as COVID hit, I almost didn't get back in the country. And uh, we went on furlough and they let half of our department go um, two weeks later. And it was real scary, but I'd already survived one layoff and uh, I knew my position. I'm the only one who does it. So I I really still felt secure. And then um, we were told we were coming back in June then it was, oh, we're coming back in July. Then it was like, oh, you're coming back August. And July 15th, I believe it was, I got the phone call. And I thought they were calling to have me come back. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, do I need to pull over the car? And they were like, uh, yeah, probably. And so, yeah, I was in the parking lot, <laughs> at an Exxon parking lot, when they told me they decided to eliminate my position. So, um, at that time, I was very... I was very polite to them, like, you know, if, is there any way that when y'all start hiring again, can I be hired back, you know? And so 
it was just questions like that. And when I got home, you know, it, it starts to hit you. And I am a person who, if I get, I was, the security is what is important to me. So, um, to be honest, I didn't know how to handle it and I didn't know how I would handle it. So (laughs) for me, I've always thought three days after three days, you'll feel different about any situation. I've always felt that way. And, um, if you're mad at somebody, wait three days before you talk to them. If you still feel the same, then, you know, speak to them. Yeah. Um, so this was no different in that situation, but I could not deal with the pain and the fear. Um, so I would take Benadryl to make myself go to sleep and I would wake up and take another two Benadryl. And I did that for three days because I knew I needed to get past that three day mark to not have to feel that deep, deep, um, just loss. Uh-huh. And it's a loss is what it is. Cause you know, I mean, that was my identity. It was my, and not only that, but unemployment was running out, you know, and changing. And, and it was like, where do I go? What do I do? I had been, um, I'm, I'm very much a giver. So if I have something, I will give it away. And that is exactly how I've lived my life. Uh-huh. And so, you know, there wasn't a little nest egg anywhere. Um, so when my unemployment, what ended up happening was, um, unemployment ended and my job had ended I knew I had a little bit left in 401k, um, so I cashed that out, and that got me through, like, August, um, and then it got me a little bit into September. My son and my parents had to help me pay bills, and uh, then I, I really just could not get my foot in the door to get a job Uh and it was like finally I actually found someone who hired me at the company I was at and I was and she was at this other company hiring a graphic designer and I was like I can do this I can do this so she got me in the interview well had a little bit more of the marketing side of it and you needed to know how to write code I literally learned how to write code decently in a week (laughs) so that on that interview that I could like I've got the drive I, I can do it yeah. you're gonna hire me and uh she was so impressed I made it to like the third interview but they went with someone else and then it was like shoot now what <laughs> now what you know because I was just so sure that I was okay yeah um so I know I got to start at the bottom of the barrel that's really what it was is is like okay I guess I need to start down here so yeah. um yeah, so my kid, um, he's got a he's got a baby, had a baby on the way, um, and um, this is my son, and he was able to help me out with my bills one month, and then my parents had to help out for the rest of them, and then I had a little bit of cash to finish paying everything. I don't have a huge amount of debt, so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of bills, um, and then the opportunity came available for the the. Sh- a vendor fair and I was like well, I can do Christmas stuff you know I'm good at that I know I can do that so I had to have like a little cash to 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 buy, buy stuff, stuff yeah to sell stuff so it, that was a struggle in itself but um so I think I made $300 that weekend so I took that $300 and then I bought more stuff to sell stuff <laughs> to make stuff to uh sell at this other vendor fair and that one was that one was pretty successful 
So literally, um, it was scrounging up $300 is what started out my whole business part. Yeah. And uh, I was able to to make like two grand, I think, uh, at that little show one day weekend. And I was like, oh, okay, there was a month worth of bills. And then um, I had the people, Christmas trees that I could decorate. And people had me, people I have never decorated before had had asked me to decorate their house, which was really amazing. Just supportive. Yeah. You know, I had a, um, a business come out and asked me to make gift baskets for all their clients. And so that, that actually helped me through the month of December. Okay. And, um, but then again, I'm like, what happens when all this is gone? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? I'm still trying to get a job and uh, it, there's no response at all. It's, you know, we've gone so much. I was so happy to get a response that said, we've actually, we've reviewed your, we just went with someone else. Yeah. That was like. Just to know okay. that somebody saw what <laughs> I sent saw, in. Yes. Yes. Okay. It was seen. All right. Um, you know, so I'm like, where is this path leading me? What is it that I'm supposed to do? Well, fashion retail is what I know. So um, it was. You know, it was cash out that ESOP. Yeah. Lose that money. Well, you can take that. And I literally started my business on $9,000. But mind you, I did not have any kind of computer, any kind of internet. So all that had to be to be purchased. And it takes a lot of money to actually start a business because yep. you got to. <laughs> You, there's license, all that stuff. And it was like I was just dishing out money. Finally, I had like $5,000 left to start my inventory. And uh-huh. um, I, I'm just so blown away at the support that I've received. Yeah. So, yeah. And you started, Did was that your first place that you opened where you are right now? Yes. That's like, yes. I'm going to go here. Who told you about that? Did you already know? Well, that was the... Um, was that the second that's the fair? Second, yes, that's okay. the second fair. And while I was in there, they were like, yeah, we're going to make this a permanent place and all, you know, for vendors. And I was like, I'm in. It felt good. It, yeah. the, the energy there just felt good. It felt right. And I knew. Good. So, and what's your... What's the future look like? Because I know that you said that you were going to start doing different things, you know. Yeah, so I'm opening. Well, I'm busting out at the seams there is basically what it is. Um, And I'm doing so well that I'm opening my second store within the the facility there. So, um, and that should be open in October. And I'll focus a little bit more on like the gift things and and. The craft things that I love to do. I do love the Christmas stuff. Yeah. So um, that, that'll be a totally different store, but I'm going to let them run it because I work my store. Um, I don't have anyone who works for me. I do the buying. I do the, I do it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's so much. That's what I was saying. You, you work harder for yourself than yeah. you do for anyone else. So for, what kind of things do you sell? I, uh, women's apparel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit on the, um, there's some fashion that I have a, a little bit more of a boho Western kind of vibe. Um, and it's been really successful and it's amazing to watch. Uh, You know, what's funny is my grand opening was February 6th and, uh, believe it was a week later, my CEO from my former company came in with his entourage and they shot my store. And, uh, I was, it's just, it made me feel really, really good. Uh-huh. So, um, 
I hope to one day have another store. I was planning to open another store, a second location in Greenville, but I realize actually it's my interaction with my customers that is driving my business. And I can't do that if I'm not there. Right. So I don't want to spread myself too thin. I don't want to take anything away from them. You yep. know, I mean, I have people come in just to say hi. Yeah. You know, it's pretty amazing. Now, and sometimes people get caught, you know, when they expand too quickly like mm-hmm. that. And then all of a sudden you're like, they were doing great right here. And then they expanded a little bit more and a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, whew, right. they're all gone. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that this second location that's in the same facility won't do that. Me, it probably won't. I'm hoping that I feel like I don't do anything that my gut doesn't tell me that I shouldn't do, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like that might give me a little bit more security, might give me a little bit more, uh, you know, I'm not so so penny pinching, yeah. but I'll always be a penny pincher. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need that little bit of security of, yeah. uh, OK, next month I'm, I've already got the bills already covered. So, yeah, uh, it's man. a month to month thing, but it's really I'm just trusting the any time I try to focus in on my business and like have any kind of control of it, I notice it. I'm giving it limitations and boundaries and it's like, just let it go. Just mm-hmm. do you just get to work and I'll start working. And then all of a sudden I'm slammed and I'm busy and I'm making huge sales. And it's like, okay, that's, that works for me every time. So that's what I do. I just focus where my mindset, I do, you know, I have, I do believe a little bit in that uh, yeah. law of attraction and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to limit to where I'm supposed to go. I'm not going to define my future. I'm going to I, trust it. Yeah. And just kind of let it go. Yeah. And guide it. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so your daughter is, uh, you told me that your daughter is having a baby. Is it her first? It is her first. Yes. It's and my she was third grandchild, but my first. Okay. Yes. Yes. Her first. So. Uh. We're excited about that. That um, is exciting. It is. It is. Um, yeah, she lives up in Fayetteville, and my son, he lives in Greenville, South Carolina. So he, they're like, my grandchildren like, are yes. in every which direction. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, okay, so how can people find you? Are you on social media? Are you give Give your plug. Absolutely. I guess I don't truly have a plug, but we'll just spit it out here. Yeah. My business is called The Southern Kind, and you can find me at thesouthernkind.com. I'm also on social media under Southern Kind, um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, And I have a brick and mortar at Yorkville Marketplace in York, South Carolina. And there's lots of shopping there, lots of vendors, lots of great things. You know, we got a... um, a wine and beer garden there, uh, a cafe within. It's just a great place to come and spend the day. And we have huge events. So there's okay. the the big event that's coming up is in November, and it's the Christmas show. And they'll have bands. They'll have um, it, it's just vendors from all over. They really support small business, and I love that about them. Good, good. So everybody, write that down, and support small business. So very important. 
Tammy, I appreciate you sitting down with me today. Oh, thank this you was so great. Much for it was a good story. It's <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care.